The Circle, a novel by Ed Adams. London. Jake was away for the whole weekend. Family business and somewhat stressful. Not just the traveling, but some of the entertaining and conversations of the weekend proved difficult. Since Jake and his two friends had set up their business called the Triangle there were a lot of questions asked around the family about what they all did. Jake, Bigsy and Claire produced a good front story, but behind it all, they sometimes mixed up in quite complicated situations. The creation of the Triangle led back to a time when one of their friends was murdered, and it dragged them into a complex web which led to them receiving a significant financial windfall. At the time there were no strings attached, but it meant they also became involved in another somewhat political situation. Jake couldn't explain any of this to his family and made up a bland story that they were advertising and media consultants. Now, when Jake visited his family, they would ask questions about his life and fortunes, and he would make up answers which didn't always tally. It created a shifty impression of what Jake did for a living. Jake was convinced his family thought he was selling drugs or doing something equally unsavory. Jake's prior background as a journalist didn't always help, because he would sometimes over-elaborate a story, which was then difficult to keep consistent if he was asked about it later. As a case in point, he had rented a family-compatible practical hatchback for the weekend instead of his fancy Italian sports car. But then, he'd forgotten the color of the hire car and neatly described something different when someone had asked, what are you driving these days? Now he was back in London at the Triangle Small Offices in Hoxton. A weight had lifted from his whole being. It wasn't that he didn't like his family, far from it, it was much more to do with his need to keep them away from his business affairs. Monday morning, and Jake flicked on the screen of his PC and waited for it to come to life. As it burbled through the startup processes, he straightaway noticed a virtual sticky label attached to his desktop wallpaper. It was classic Bigsy. A note from Bigsy to Jake not sent by email or text or any of the standard methods. Bixie's computing background had devised a straightforward but secure way to send messages between the principal members of the office, but in a way that was not detectable by the usual snoopers. Bixie had made the point to Jake that snoopers trying to hack into their system looked at the typical email and social media traffic and cookies. By having a completely separate system, they would be one step further ahead of anyone trying to pry. Most of the time, they used it for shopping lists, but sometimes there would be something more significant. Now was one of those times. Bigsy's note said that he and Claire were contacted at the weekend and asked to go to Arizona. Jake's eyebrows lifted as he read this. It was not a typical request, and he was slightly surprised that they did not phone him about this during the weekend. Jake also realized that this must be a sensitive topic, which was why Bigsy and Claire were not making phone calls or emails about what was happening. Bixie's note continued that they had been contacted by a special friend who had disappeared. Jake knew immediately that this reference was to Chuck Manners. Colonel Manners was a contact that they knew from a couple of previous situations when they had got involved with the police and the military and some criminal types. Chuck Manners was also elusive, and the strong rumors were that he had been killed after their last exploit together. Jake, Bixie and Claire had never believed that Chuck had been killed but they had been sure he had wanted to get away from anyone that might be looking for him. Jake reached for his phone. Ping me, he typed and then sent a message to both Claire and Bixie. 
He was only signaling that he had read Bixie's message and would now wait for them to make contact. Thank you.